1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard as we look back on another busy weekend across Scottish football. Celtic win at Pataudry, but Brendan Rogers is expecting improvements and new signings for his team. Four of the new boys finding it as Rangers leave it late against Livy, now on to Servette. And big wins for Motherwell, St Mirren, Ross County as St Johnston's woes continue. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna. Well, I know it's Monday and I know it's early, but I think we should raise a glass to everything good in Scottish football. The Rangers fans, they've started indulging in the local brew in Geneva already ahead of this Champions League crunch tomorrow. Brendan Rodgers has got a lager in. That's Gustav Lager Bielka because Carl Starfield's gone and Cameron Carter-Vickers is injured again. And a guy called Beerith from the place that Love gave it. us Carlsberg is probably the best player of the weekend. And you worked on that all day and the producers didn't even give you your the Clyde th- one mug in time to raise the, the glass. They've panicked. They've panicked the just standards. in case it's not coffee I've got in it. The standards are raise gone. Raise my cup of water for his, you, Roger. He's got his paper cup. Andy Halliday, another busy weekend. It feels like we've never been away. What, I can't believe it's only the second weekend of the season. We're back with a bang. Yeah, we are. Rangers, like you said, full new sign and scoring. Celtic overcome. Very energetic Aberdeen. And I think for now, finally, Roger, Gordon Duncan is over David Tumble. There's a new hero of Motherwell. Oh, Mika. Big Mika. Mika. Oh, what a man. Absolutely. What a specimen. I mean, I thought last Monday night I gave player of the week to Theo Bear. And now it's Theo who? Oh, we'll, we'll see, we'll see who gets in first for performance in the weekend. We're fickle. We'd moved on to Kevin Van Veen in between times, remember. <laughs> uh, anyway, 01419511025. What did you make of the weekend's action? I love this part of a Monday because there's so much to look back on. So pick up the phone and let us know starting yesterday Celtic fans how happy were you with the win it goes down as a, a tough place to go at Pataudry albeit the record there is very good and you maybe don't look at uh, make it look like it's a, a tough place so what did you make of it what are you still learning about these differences between Brendan Rodgers and Postacoglu what did you not like about it because there was obviously room for improvement the manager said as much Aberdeen had their moments so if there's anything that concerns you as much as pleases you please do pick up that phone and let us know a couple of injuries mounting up for Celtic as well. Rangers fans, for you, I suppose it will be equally looking back on Saturday, but with Servette in mind. Four new boys on the score sheet. Who impressed you? Who didn't? Because Michael Beale says Rangers only really improved when the subs come on. So does that mean that front three that started the last couple is maybe going to have to be rejigged to be more effective against Servette? So what stood out for you, St Mirren fans? Oh, I mean, on it, the first... Six points out of six for a long, long time at the start of a Scottish top flight season. How are you feeling? Are you getting carried away yet? And uh, down the other end, St Johnson in a bad place. Motherwell going quite well. Bit of a mixed bag for the Edinburgh clubs, which I'm sure Andy can comment on as well. So pick up the phone, please, right now if you can. 01419511025 and let us know what you've got to set you up nicely. What was your result of the weekend, you pair? I'm going to have to go for Celtic yesterday. Um, as difficult away days go, I think Petodri is probably second only to Ibrox, and Celtic went up there. Not according to Celtic's record, they're right enough. Well, I take but, your point. Yeah, but I mean, as Andy said, an energetic Aberdeen team set up well by Barry Robson. Um, you've seen Aberdeen teams just try to sit back and frustrate Celtic. I don't think they did that yesterday, and yet Celtic found their way through, got the win, and 100% record still in the league. I was desperate to give you Motherwell, Gordon, I really was, but I've skipped over it because I think Ross County, 
I know it's very early in the season, but we, we all hear the chit-chat. Ross Counties and Johnson tipped to be at the foot of the table. It was always going to be a big performance and a big game needed. I think they took the performance on for parts of the Celtic game last week. And uh, I thought they were excellent in the first half and fully merited the three points. Okay, he's finally found a weekend where he can't possibly pick hearts, so that's good. Goal of the weekend, you had some good choices. Well, we did, and it was a, a weekend that Andy would love. You know how he likes a nice team goal? I'm going to go for Connor Randall of Ross County. Good, yeah. Push forward, I saw him at Celtic Park last week, push forward from right back into a sort of central midfield role on hand, and he's sure he knows the way to go. Really nice finish. Yeah, a couple of team goals to pick from. I think uh, Motherwell second again. again. Motherwell second again. Wilkinson. Uh, but I'm going to go for Kieran Dill. I thought starting in the corner, they'll have a little one two with, with Matondo. Matondo does great carrying into the space and then slips Kieran Dill into Arrow, an absolute rocket into the top corner. So that's all well and good. What about the negativity? Let's get it up and running. Who was your howler of the weekend? Uh, you were then yourself, Gordon. I think we have to say poor Nicky Devlin. Um, the best of intentions. Mm. He just didn't see Kyogo lurking behind him. And if there's one person you don't want to give the ball away in front of your own goal, I'm afraid it's Kyogo. Yeah, you almost have to assume that he's lurking somewhere yeah. behind you. Not too many arguments from the Aberdeen fans there, Andy. I think Mr Shaughnessy forgot what team he had signed for for, uh, for the new season, but... For me, I think you can legislate for a lot of own goals, but that one, I mean, that was a real striker's finish. That Warren one, so fans loved it. Yeah, though, loved it. Beyond loved Trevor it. Carson yeah, as well. Yeah, fantastic finish. He's just left. Okay, top man, top performer of the weekend. Well, I heard you on Saturday night. I'm very tempted to see John Souter after his performance for Rangers, but but I won't. I'll go for Zach Hemming. Um, it was a day that was all about Trevor Carson going back to St Mirren for a Dundee debut, and it was Carson's successor, Tre- Zach Hemming in the St Mirren goal. Decent penalty saved. Not the greatest penalty, but it still needed to be saved and he kept it out from Zach Robinson and St Mirren got the win to maintain their perfect start. Do the right thing, Andy. Here we go. It's time. Do the right thing. Mr. Mika, Mika. Beerif. Wow. He's a new favourite. Wow. To be fair, his debut's go. It was very, very <laughs> impressive. Look at the profile of the boy. Obviously, coming on loan for Arsenal, he must be six foot plus. I mean, tall, strong, athletic. Bullies a bigger man than Paul Hanlon to, to, to score the winner for Motherwell. Plays a massive part in the first as well. And uh, yeah, fully, fully deserved. I'm told DL was spotted leaving Furt Park early. I'm going to give him the benefit mm. of the doubt that he was going down to the club, club shop to get beer if put in the back of his new shirt. He thinks Motherwell won 1 0, I think, as far as I could gather. Um, so that probably tells you all about his timekeeping. But we'll get to him tomorrow. For the meantime, it's all about you out there on the phones 01419511025. What did you make of this weekend's action? That's it. It is a simple question on a Monday night, Roger Hatner and Andy Halliday. I always called you Roger Halliday there, which is a bit of a concern. <laughs> uh, Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday uh, are here. Let's start yesterday at Pataudry. Celtic fans, what was good? What was bad? What's still a work in progress? Who's encouraging you? Who is worrying you? What about the injuries? The style comparisons with the old manager, all that sort of stuff. Transfer window still very much open. Andy Halliday's throwing pens around. All over the shop, yeah. Inexplicably. You're remembering we're live streaming this <laughs> stuff now. <laughs> People can see that. Uh, so give us a call. 01419511025. It does seem like the obvious place to start, Roger. It is a big game. It was yesterday. It was the, the most recent. Always an intriguing fixture when those sides meet. How would you sum it up generally? Well... Uh, Celtic have gone and got the job done. Um, they had a good start. VAR correctly awarded the Leila Bad a goal after the, the linesman ruled it out. Aberdeen came back into the game. Mayovsky equalising. I think Celtic defensively, you know, I mean, you think they lost two at home to Ross County last week. It might have been more. They lost that goal to Mayovsky yesterday. They've lost Starfield to Celta Vigo. 
Cameron Carter-Vickers off at half-time with a niggle yesterday. Alistair Johnson's still missing from the team. So I think Brendan Rodgers will still want the defence to be a little bit more impenetrable than you've seen so far. But they've got seven goals in two games, so they can afford to lose a couple. Mm. Well, it's a very small sample size, obviously, but for me, it's certainly the game of the season so far. I thought it was a... I thought it was a great watch. I feel as if it was a million miles away for the Jim Goodwin performance at Aberdeen last year. They get heavily scrutinised when the full Aberdeen were defending their box. Uh, and again, for the neutral to watch it, I thought it was excellent. Uh, I thought Aberdeen had their moments. Uh, I thought Celtic clearly haven't hit the heights that we're used to seeing them, especially last season. But I thought it made for a for a fantastic tie. And certainly at this stage of the season, if you're not going to put your best, get the win. And I think Celtic done exactly that. What do you think though, Celtic fans? How good... Was it? What What are the areas that are there for improvement? Are there any concerns over players that haven't settled yet or that look like they might regress? How impressed have you been with other new signings? It's so early in the season. There are so many questions, so please get them into us on 01419511025. And that is exactly what John has done tonight. Take it away, John. Evening, Roger, Gordon, and Andy. Hello. Hello. Hey, Hi, John. I think yesterday watching that game, I, I thought when Hatati came on for the 25 minutes he was on, I thought he was brilliant. And I think he's just out to prove a point, obviously, if we've not been playing the first couple of games. But I just hope his injury is not anything bad. But, and I thought Matt O'Reilly, he's been the, the bright start uh, along with the young boy Yang. I think he's going to be a player once he obviously isn't going to start every game. But I thought he showed a lot of good touches and obviously set up the third goal for Matt O'Reilly. I just thought... Hattati had to prove a point yesterday and I think Aberdeen will be up challenging they won't win the league obviously but I think in the context I think that was a big result yesterday obviously because it's you know what I mean it's a hard hard place to go obviously we've got a good record there but uh, I think they'll take a lot of points out people Aberdeen uh, Real Hattati has been one of the main talking points for Celtic already this season Andy and yesterday took a couple of twists and turns he was left out again not surprising really given David Turnbull's performance last week the manager then swapped the two at the break but then Rio Hatati only lasted another 20 minutes or so before going off injured. Yeah, I think the biggest surprise was, was not seeing him in the starting lineup last week. I think you quite rightly said that, you know, David Tumble, it was his shirt to lose last week and he certainly kept on to it with the performance at, uh, at Ross County. But I think going into the first half, uh, I just felt as if Celtic never really had much control in the game. I think any time that, you know, they had a bit of pressure and attack, I think any time they lost it, were really open on the counter-attack. We were really bursting into the box, tumble but, uh, bursting into the box. And I thought when Hattati came on the second half, I thought there was a lot more control. I thought they looked, looked as if, you know, they were a lot more dangerous they were going to create uh, opportunities at will. And then I don't think, you know, Brendan, Brendan Rodgers is going to be too worried about the performance. I think his two big worries after the game is the, you know, the injuries to Rio Hattati and Cameron Carter-Vickers because... You know, there's big games coming up. Obviously, game week four, they've got uh, the first Old Firm game of the season. But yeah, I, I think Hattati made a real difference when he came on that 20-25 minutes. And then again, uh, young home, Thiago home. I thought he was excellent as well in the last 20 minutes. And, you know, a kid at his age, I think he's shown a, you know, a lot of promise in, in what we've seen so far. It's, it's interesting. I thought, what was that? The Ross County game for Super Scoreboard Week past Saturday. If ever a game was set up for David Turnbull, it was that game. There were times that he was further advanced than Kyogo. And if you're looking horses for courses, that's ideal for David Turnbull, whereas I think away at Aberdeen's ideal for Rio Hattati, particularly in a Brendan Rodgers team. You remember Brendan Rodgers' first time round? Quite often the midfield was Brown, Beaton and McGregor, guys who get about and, you know, don't get caught out in counter-attacks and things like that. This Celtic midfield of McGregor, O'Reilly and Turnbull, 
is very attack-minded. It's maybe too attack-minded for Brendan Rodgers. And I just wonder, as the season evolves, whether it'll be McGregor, Hitati and O'Reilly again, or maybe even McGregor, Odin, Thiago Holm and O'Reilly, if anything, you know, if, if Hattati's injured or departs. I think you're quite right in terms of the midfield profile of the Celtic players but I think not only that I think the way the fullbacks have been utilised now I think when you see me Angie's team last year with this inverted fullback when they're sustaining attacks anytime it gets breaking, uh, breaking outside the box you, you know, you've got the two fullbacks inside the pitch you've got one or two midfielders and it just felt as if it was very very difficult for teams to pick up setting balls you know drive 30-40 yards up the pitch but yesterday I felt as if there's quite a lot of space for the likes of Duke to pick up the yeah. ball and carry them up the yeah. field uh, but I think that's going to happen, especially when you're playing a new system. So I certainly don't think they're anywhere near the top form, but I think you'll see that improve over the next few weeks. Is that what it is, John? Is it just a work in progress? Is there anything that started to... I think worry is clearly the wrong word because Celtic have won their opening two games. Is there anything that you're maybe not too sure about in terms of going forward? Well, uh, Gordon, I've, I've, I've tried to come on here a couple of weeks the last couple of weeks about the goalkeeping situation. I, I still, obviously, Joe Hart's done great the last two years for Celtic, but... I think it's time for another goalkeeper to come in. And I was trying to on last week, there's a the young boy, Roger. I don't know if he's, he's, he's a Ukrainian goalkeeper. He's a Real Madrid's uh, number two. But he's only got a year left of his contract. So I don't know if Celtic can do business with him because he's a good goalkeeper. Lunin or something, uh, Andre yeah, Lunin or something. He, he, played, he played at the weekend when Courtois, Courtois is obviously out for the season of this ACL. I noticed Real Madrid have signed Kepa Arrizabalaga from Chelsea in a season-long loan today, but I would imagine... Kepa would have done. I'm, I'm Kepa, impressed with that. Kepa the keeper. <laughs> Kepa's fine for um, me. I would imagine they'd probably want to keep Lunin for the season. Um, Ancelotti, this will be his last season at Real. He's going to take the Brazil job next summer and he won't be looking at long-term planning. He won't bother if Lunin's out of contract next season. This season at Real is all he's worried about. I, I wonder about Joe Hart. We've had Celtic supporters since the end of last season, John, coming on, making the point. Brendan Rodgers and Celtic have signed a lot of players this summer. We're only two weeks away from the closure of the window, and not one of them is a goalie. So the, the closer we get to the end of this month you would suspect that maybe Joe Hart will, will keep the gloves. I almost want this transfer window to end just specifically on that talking point, Andy. I feel like we're close to going round in circles. We need to find out if Celtic are going to sign a new keeper or not. Until then, the conversation is not really moving on. Generally no. speaking, though, and whether it is defensively or, or whatever else, how, how far are Celtic off their best? When people say work in progress, is that... Is that a, has it got a long way to go or what do you think? No, I don't think so because I don't think it's down to personnel in the team. Uh, you know, like John says, I wouldn't be surprised if I seen Celtic sign a new goalkeeper. I spoke about it last season. I think more so for, you know, Brendan Rodgers is very much likes to, to distribute from his goalkeeper. I don't think that's Joe Hart's strongest area. Uh, I think the worry more is, you know, the two games, Ross County, he's gave, he gave Ross County a chance with Simon Murray, obviously getting bundled over in the box. Very lucky with that one. And then obviously Mijovsky, if that's mm. onside, you're looking at a red card free kick at the edge of the box. But uh, yeah, like I said, I think the actual profile of the players Celtic have got, I think they're strong. I think they've got strong personnel, uh, strong depth, but I think they'll add a couple more obviously as well. I think it's just getting used to this new system. You can, I think you can see from Greg Taylor's first two performances, I thought he was outstanding last year. Uh, but just getting used to this new role, he's not really getting played as a... Uh, uh, you know, being an orthodox fullback again, I think he just looks slightly off it a little bit. Uh, but I think it's just going to take time in the in the in the new system. It's funny, isn't it? I watched Spurs first game yesterday. Angie's first game as Tottenham manager, and the inverted fullbacks are suddenly a new thing at Tottenham. Emerson <laughs> Royale playing in, scoring a goal, 
probably his best performance in a Tottenham shirt so it suits some and it doesn't suit others mm. let's hear from Brendan Rodgers on those injuries he says the club must wait a bit to discover the fate of Hatati and Cameron Carter Vickers after that game yesterday well they look like fresh they, they, they've never had that problem before uh, it's better to for precaution's sake to get them off and, and then we'll assess it from there so we'll, we'll see in the next couple of days how they are a short and sweet from Brendan Rodgers um he said he wanted to sign another centre back anyway. Yeah. You know, he already got uh, Navrotsky in. Carl Starfield left, wanted another one. So I'm not sure this changes much, but for Cameron Carter Vickers to be injured, it's not often that he makes a mistake like he did at the weekend. Or Anthony Ralston, you mentioned Greg Taylor. Is it still that? And in fact, and John mentions uh, Joe Hart. So is, is it still very much that defence that has got surgery required one way or another? Yeah, I would think so. And I, I just think, you know, I spoke to Brendan after the Ross County game week passed on Saturday um, when he announced Starfield was going, but that stage Lager Bielka was being touted as one coming in. But he says he wants four. He wants four centre-halves that he can look at as guys he can put in the first team with no problem. So Carter Vickers, Navrotsky, Lager Bielka. And you wonder after his performance yesterday whether Stephen Welsh has done himself favours again. Whether well, he's now Brendan back Rogers in the frame. spoke highly saw, of him, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he, he also spoke highly of Liam Scales, pre-season after a performance against Wolves in Dublin so it'll be interesting to see I'm not sure Iwata is viewed as a centre-half option the way he was at the end of last and season is, under Postacoglu is Kobayashi already on his way out What's, I don't he doesn't he, seem to be fancied I, at all no, does he? I, I think that's fair comment mm, thanks John 01419511025 it is the perfect time to call what about the rest of you Celtic fans this work in progress where is it? is it going to click very soon? are you happy with what you're seeing now? have you any concerns? you decide let us know and of course, we'll look back on the other talking points from the weekend after these. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. You are the voice of Scottish football. Call 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here at so one four one nine five one one zero two five. It's Twitter at Clyde SSB as well. Looking back on events at Petodre yesterday, another win for Celtic. What a record they have! Let's bring in Johnny uh, in Shawlands and get his thoughts tonight. Hi, Johnny. Hi, guys. Um, good evening, Andy and Roger. Hope you're well. Thank you. Gordon, I'd say well done in your performance on Sunday as well. It was thoroughly enjoyable. Oh. Um, your presenter job Very kind um, of you Much more comfortable in here With these two dafties I must admit <laughs> I can imagine um, No my point tonight Was about um, Carl McGregor um, And especially In Scottish League I think he's absolutely fine uh, He's Obviously Usually a 7 or 8 out of 10 But this season so far He's looked a yard short For me um, He's been giving the ball away A lot more than he usually has And Going forward for the Champions League coming up, I think that's a position that we do really need to look at and strengthen. I know there's talks with the goalkeeper and things like that, but last season, the Champions League, I thought our midfield was occasionally overrun. And with him looking, like I said, he looks at at least a yard off the pace and he's doing things that don't like him at all, giving the ball away carelessly. And I'm just a bit concerned about the middle of the park for me. Um, and I do wonder going forward if that if Tiago Holmes a guy who's going to come in to fill that role and maybe push McGregor on one. But again, because of his sort of lack of pace just now, I, I don't know if maybe McGregor might see himself out the team. Uh, maybe that's a big leap for the captain. But 
yeah, it's a position I, I'm sort of struggling to see him fulfilling going forward. I mm. don't know if the panel think the same. No one is above criticism, but Callum McGregor out of the Celtic team, hard to imagine, isn't it? I wasn't expecting that, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I remember in the past people used to try and subdue Callum McGregor just by kicking him. Is that right, Andy? Um, Three seasons up, yep. still talking about it. Well, um, but listen, I think that's a bit harsh. Andy said we don't have a great sample size on the season so far, so I don't think we've got great sample size in Callum McGregor's form. Um, I didn't think either of his performances in the league this season were maybe at the level they were last season, but that was quite a high level last season, Gordon. So I wouldn't worry. I, I think. If Brendan Rodgers is looking at it, if he has any concerns, if he shares any of your concerns, Johnny, I think he might tweak the midfield. I said earlier on the show, just your point about Odin Thiago home, would he become involved? You have to remember the two games he's played this season, Hitati has been at his side for only 25 minutes in the two games. Um, so I think the balance of the midfield is a bit different. Turnbull clearly plays further forward. O'Reilly, who nominally was the guy who would be in next to McGregor, he's getting forward to great effect. He's scored goals in both games. Um, the change, Andy touched on the change in the dynamic of the fullbacks. They are playing wider, not as narrow, not as tucked in as they did under Ange Postacoglu. So quite often, you know, Callum's found himself not quite isolated, but not with the support structure of teammates round about him that he's had in recent times. Yeah, I've just got to echo that really. I touched on it earlier, but I do think it's more of the of the setup of the team out of uh, out of possession, sorry, that you know, at times I thought yesterday Callum McGregor was left in a little bit of an island because you know, I think it's fine. Ross County at home, you've got Turnbull running in behind, you've got O'Reilly breaking the box all the time, you've got both fullbacks overlapping, but I think, you know, away at Petodi when you know the game is going to be a lot tighter, Aberdeen are going to have their moments, you've got the pace of Duke and the movement of Miofsky and the counter attack. I think you do need to have that balance and a bit more structure behind the ball. And I just thought too many times, specifically in the first half, I thought any time Celtic have to try to have sustained uh, attacks and try and sustain pressure. I thought too many times when the ball get cleared, Aberdeen were actually the first one to pick up the ball. You've seen the one where Duke gets in the touchline, managed to spin Cal McGregor, carry it a, th- a further 30, 40 yards just because the setup wasn't quite there. I don't think they locked out the game well enough. And I do think that's something that just does take time. I think there is a bit of a... Uh, an adaptation to, to Angie's style, Angie's shape uh, Probably more so in possession But I think out of possession as well There's going to be adjustments That said, you're a fan for What of a better word of Odin Thiago home Yeah, I think he Johnny just is. looks very much Looks very much like a sort of European style you know, Profile of player, I think you know, He almost glides with the ball The way he can sort of swivel his hips And turn his shoulders And, and get away from players that way And I think you know, for a boy his age His, his technical ability is clear uh, I think he's a good size as well You can see he's got a lot of athleticism uh, And I think you know, to play 100 games At what is he, 19 year old Clearly you've got experience as well For that uh, for that age bracket So I think that well, I think you can find that Celtic might have found a gem there You never tempted to add a wee middle name Andy Zavi Halliday Oh no no I, I, don't, no. Think, I don't think it suits <laughs> <laughs> That's quite something. Uh, I mean, Johnny, though, where where does all this come from? I can see people, you know, Celtic fans on Twitter saying, you know, what's what's the first, you know, six points out of six, two wins in a row, you, you know, unnecessarily negative, all that sort of stuff. Why why is that? Why are you not as optimistic as as that? The the guys, to be fair, uh, like I said, it is only two games in. But last season in the Champions League, I thought that the midfield we did occasionally get over on. Yes, sure, we're playing Real Madrid. It's a bit different, um, but I would like to see us be a bit more maybe rigid. It's maybe a 
word to use where we maybe have a bit more compact when we're playing. Um, like I say, I, I think there's a bit of positivity, but the negativity slides in whenever we've not really done much in the transfer market so far um, in regards to bringing in our sort of starting players. And just with, with what I've seen so far, it, it's been a bit meh, I think, with the first two games. Yeah, sure, it's, it's six points out of six, so you, you can't complain about that. that if, we, if we play meh for the rest of the league campaign and win every game, then fantastic, you know. Um, but I'm just looking at sort of the bigger picture. Jo- well, Johnny, so. Johnny, can I ask? You're not related to Hugh Keevans in any way, are you? <laughs> no, no, There's no. pessimism no. and negativity. If it's a bit meh, Andy Halliday said it's six o'clock. Is that a technical term now? Yes, meh. it is. What's that? M E H. Yes, it is. Well done. For the avoidance of um, Andy Halliday described Aberdeen versus Celtic as the game of the season. I was about to take him to task because I thought Celtic Ross County 4 2 was the game of the season so far. So either way, Celtic have been involved in two of the best, most entertaining games of football in the Premiership's opening two weekends. Johnny says it's. Yeah, Johnny's after the clean sheets. He's happy with Celtic's goal goal tally. If Celtic won one nil at home to Ross County <laughs> and one nil at Petodre, two clean sheets, and Kyogo sneaks a couple mm. of goals, the phone in is going to be full of Celtic supporters complaining they're not playing in the Celtic way. Go on, Johnny. Make Roger Hanna's night. What what is impressing you? Impressing me. Well, like I said, the new boy Rocky at the back looks a good find. Um, like I said, I think. He still looks as if he's lacks a bit of match match sharpness. He looks a bit slow in aspects of his game, but I thought there was actually a big improvement from him after the Ross County game. I thought he looked a bit poor in the air at Ross County, but against Aberdeen, I thought he was I thought he was superb. I thought he was actually a standout performer at the back, and um, that's including obviously Carter Vickers as well, who's you know I think his uh, talents are are clear for everybody to see. Um, and I, I, like I said, there's still time. I think that Brendan's still finding his his, his feet in who you can trust. Um, like I say, I think Turnbull deserved to start after scoring the two goals against Ross County. But his form over the piece proves that maybe away games, particularly a tough game at, up at Pedodri, is not where he should uh, should be getting a start. Um, so things like that, Rogers will find out who can play in these games. Um, and if he's doing that while we're still winning the games, then going forward it looks quite good. But like I say, I'm looking at the bigger picture. I'm thinking about the Champions League coming up. And if we play the way we played against Ross County, if we play the way we played against Aberdeen, then we will struggle against anybody in the Champions League. Um, and that's kind of where I'm, I'm sort of sitting just now. Uh, I'd like to see us improve a wee bit and be a bit more a bit more comfortable on the ball, stop doing silly things and giving it away needlessly out whenever we're not in any pressure. Um, and defensively, we need to solve ourselves up a wee bit. Um, and that's where I'm just there we go a bit meh says Johnny six points out of six so what do you think let us know 01419511025 Ian take it away then oh Ian's there somewhere the line sounds a bit ropey to me Ian can you hear us yeah can you hear me got you now take it away uh, hi good evening guys uh, Gordon uh, Roger hi you doing guys uh, just a, a couple of points guys Um just a wee quick one. Uh, obviously, transfers are under the radar, but I, I glimpsed that young boy's game yesterday. The Gustav Lagabelke, the centre back, uh, and uh, the Elsport boy looks apart. All right, they got beat one nothing off a of Hammerby, um, but he looks a solid, solid unit. So he does because I think for defence, even though we've won the two games, guys, we've leaked one, two, three goals, scored seven. 
Um, but with defence, is just not the strongest. Obviously, you still get Alistair Johnson to come back. But I'm going to put my neck on the line. Come the 3rd of September, Brendan will have his starting 11. And they're going to batter Rangers. And Andrew... We're going to batter Harps as well. <laughs> Andrew is the formal name. Do you know what? It you wasn't, know you're in trouble. It wasn't even a statement. It was the fact they called me Andrew that got me a bit worried. <laughs> you ever get? Is, I mean, Andrew presumably my is mom, your name. My is mum. Does she call you Andrew? Yeah. My, and that is the only person. My dad know. My brothers know. But my mum's the only person that still calls me Andrew. Grandparents grown up. No, nope, Andy. All the Mandy, yeah, and and uh, Ian, and Ian, Greenock, and Ian obviously. And Ian. <laughs> um, Ian must have one of those TVs that Gordon DL's got if he's spending his weekend watching Swedish football. But um, he's doing his research, which I, I'm happy about. I think I think Gordon DL spends it watching output from Sweden. It's not necessarily Listen, football. We, we can't go there. Uh, Lager Bielka, uh, Andy remains to be seen if he'll come in. I mean, it looks like he probably will. Yeah. The previous caller also was full of praise for Navrotsky. Is that something you would, yeah, you would go th- along with? I thought first half along with his, his teammates. Really, I thought. A bit shaky, a bit sloppy at times, but I thought second half he was he was really good. Uh, I thought he partnered uh, Stephen Welsh really well. Um, but listen, Celtic are going to improve defensively. I think Cameron Carter Vickers is is uh, he never really had a pre season. He struggled with, with obviously the injury that kept him out towards the end of the season. So I think he's going to need a bit of time. Uh, Alistair Johnson still to come back. Greg Taylor, I think, like I touched on earlier, I think he's he's certainly going to improve because I think his performance at the weekend isn't what he's shown over the last sort of eighteen months. Uh, and obviously signings coming in the door. Uh, I think Celtic have, have recruited well. I don't think there's any doubt about that. And I know if Lager Bielka comes in and he's as good as, as Ian said as he was against Hammerby yesterday, then I'm sure there'll be another fine. But uh, you know nobody's really touched on uh, Yang so far either because how many times have we said it over the last sort of season or so when Celtic aren't at their best, which you know isn't so often that the contributions of the substitutes coming onto the pitch. And, uh, you know we've mentioned Welsh, we've mentioned Hattati, we've mentioned Home. I thought Yang as well when he came on looks really really sharp looks as if he's going to be a nightmare for fullbacks this year and obviously plays a big part for the for the third goal as well and he could well be the replacement for Jota yeah you know, we wondered in the summer when he came is he going to be ready to step into the team Abada is probably sh- shouldering more responsibility now Jota's gone he's a more senior player now he scored again yesterday but I think Yang looks as if he is going to be mm. a genuine option off the bench defensively I don't know how Celtic will line up Ibrox at the start of September A lot will depend on The Carter Vickers injury yesterday Because he is the number one centre half But This time two years ago Not many people had heard of Carter Vickers and Starfeld True And they formed A very strong Central defensive pairing Who's to say Lager Bielka Can't come in And play alongside Navrotsky Johnson I think Coming back Will be a big thing As Andy says Taylor Andrew If you don't mind (laughs) Andrew says That makes me shiver Taylor will improve He's a good player He will learn To play the way Rodgers wants him to play The way he learned To play the way Postacoglu wanted him to play Thank you Ian, Roger and Andrew Thank you as well Let's bring in Paul And do one more before The travel Paul What's your point tonight? Yeah I've got a couple of points guys uh, Thanks for bringing me on uh, First of all We need a new goalkeeper Every time we pass back To Joe Hart I'm scared I'm, I'm sitting behind the couch I'm like, man, please deal with us. I think it's a bit of a nightmare. Uh, secondly, I think Matt O'Reilly has improved from last season. Um, I think he's, his ball control is excellent. Um, he can ping a pass, he can score a goal. Uh, and I think he'll be our best midfielder this season by far. I don't know if it's because Rogers has come in and installed some uh, belief in the guy, but I think he's far improved from last year, definitely, 100%. And I also think that uh, 
Tati's, I think he's kind of chucked a dummy out the pram. It's like he went down with a calf injury. You know, most games you watch, people try and run it off, but he just sat there as if to say, I've given up and I, I'm walking out because he's not playing first pick. What do you guys think? He's just been brought on though, Paul. That's a, a bit of a strange way to go about it. If he, if he feels, I mean, he'll know his body. If he knows his calf's gone, his calf's gone. The physio's there and, you know, consultation with him as well. You're not being a bit harsh? Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I kind of seen him sulking about when Tumble was given the first place last week and then basically, you know, he just, just has that ear about him. I don't, I don't know what it is, but I don't know. Um, but anyway, back to Matt, Matt O'Reilly, I, I think that guy's improving by the minute, and I think he's going to be like our number one midfielder this season, would you think? Oh, scored two weeks in a row. Yeah, playing very well. Um, took his goal very well last week when the wee one Kyogo put round oh, the corner was in the fourth goal against Ross County. Um, got I think himself, you two overlooked that for goal of the week last yeah, week, I must good, say. Good goal. I he, don't pick. Got himself into a good position when Yang played the ball back in yesterday, and I think... He's gambling more. He's getting into positions that perhaps he wasn't putting himself into last season. I think um, it took him a long time to find the sort of goal touch last season. So it's interesting that as soon as a new manager comes in, and you saw his quotes pre-season, it does seem to be warming to the the different man management mm-hmm. style of Brendan Rodgers. I agree. I think he will be a big player for Celtic this season. Hatate, I tend to think Paul might be right. There just seems to be. Something. Listen, his calf probably was very sore yesterday. Well, he probably wanted sure, to come Surely, off. there's a distinction but between maybe something's not quite right and chucked it because he no, felt a bit in his calf. That, that's, yeah, I'm that seems his different. calf probably is sore, but uh, it, the manager was asked directly about Rio Hitati last week, and the manager could have said anything he wanted in praise of Rio Hitati, and his opening gambit was, "It's not my contract to play anybody, you know." So I tend to wonder if there is something underlying there. Brendan Rodgers is very much a manager. It's all for one. It's one for all. It's a policy that served him well throughout his career. And if he feels there is anyone at the football club who's not pulling in the direction that he wants to take everyone else, then they've got a problem. Yeah, I think it's it's one that I think you'll see develop over the next couple of weeks as they're, you know, in test from somewhere because as far as I'm concerned, if Celtic are playing their best 11, Rio Hattati's in it. And I think we'll see that over the next couple of weeks if he remains a Celtic player with the, you know, the old Firm game coming up uh, in a couple of weeks. So, you know, is there sort of murmurs in the background? Who knows? Uh, Roger, you were do, going to say do, do you think his form was as good in the last few weeks of last season after he came back from that injury? Outstanding. The early, there was a spell last season... He was absolutely outstanding. But that spell after he came back from injury, I don't think he hit those heights again and he hasn't done since. Yeah, I, I'd probably say it goes along with quite a lot of his teammates as well. I don't think Celtic finished the, the, the season as strong as they were in sort of January, league, February because so they were in the league. Well, yeah. So maybe that is obviously comes into it as well. But we're talking about a guy that you know, you're picking three of Celtic's best players last year. I think he'd have been in everyone's. Uh, and you know, I think the big question going into the summer is, is there going to be transfer interest for Rio Hidati? Mm. I don't think there would have been any surprises whatsoever if that's the case. So is that the case? Who knows? We'll soon see. But like I said, if if, if there's there, something to be resolved, I wouldn't be surprised him to see him playing the old firm game. Thank you very much to Paul. We're going to move on to events from Ibrox. So Rangers fans, if you were there or if you watched it, let us know. Four new goal scorers on the score sheet. But that maybe doesn't tell the full story. It took Rangers a while uh, to get there on Saturday. What did you make of it? But whilst you get your calls in, let me tell you about this. Oh, you're kidding me on. Oh, thank you. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 
Cash Register. Clyde won. Daniel from New Mains is our latest cash register winner, winning more than £61,000. Nice one, no way. No way, brilliant, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you very much, cheers. Yes, we, Daniel. He's a scaffolder. He was in the works van on his way home with the five kids. On his way to his five kids, oh. sorry. Uh, and top of the list, he's going to spoil the family with the cash. No, Brilliant. Unbelievable. Now, your chance to win £62,468 tomorrow when we make the next call. Enter now by texting YES to 61025. That is YES to 61025. If you get the call from us after 3pm tomorrow, make sure you answer within five rings. Make sure you know the correct amount. Texts are £2 plus your standard network rate. Online entries £2 or call 0330-880-4523. And the calls are charged at a standard rate. Over 18s only. And the entries since Alana were on Thursday uh, have rolled over. All the rules for this Hits Radio Network Scotland competition are on our website. Text YES to 61025 to win £62,468. 0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here now. Just before the break, we were telling you all about the cash register call. Just a bit of clarity on that. It's entries since Daniel won at 3pm uh, today that roll into tomorrow. Not since Alana. There clearly have been too many uh, winners recently and somebody's got a bit confused. But there we are. It's entries uh, since that winner today. That do roll over So forgive me uh, For misspeaking I'm sure you'll let me off Oh, oh yeah, sure, I'm sure they will And is it my fault? I'll take the blame I mean it's not really It's always it's your fault You yeah, should exactly. be one If check. I say it It's my fault I mean that's the way you look at it 0141 Daz would blame producer Chris 951 We are on Twitter as well At Clyde SSB If you want to tweet us Please do So get in touch What about Ibrox then On Saturday Andy Halliday A 4-0 win I got the feeling that with 12 minutes to go we were heading for one of these open lines where the Rangers fans were really annoyed at what they'd seen then score three goals towards the end and I don't know can you grumble at a 4-0 win? I think Michael Beale described it perfectly the game was sort of played in three parts I thought the first half Rangers were really comfortable Livingston couldn't go at their own half uh, I still don't think you know there was loads I don't think they had a barrage in Livingston's goal uh, obviously the disallowed goal against Cifuentes if that goes in I think Ibrox is maybe, maybe a different place but I think if you're off off the back of an opening day defeat, I think the longer it goes one nil, the more Livingston sort of get themselves back into the game. And they had a couple of chances at the start of the second half, by the way. I think that's I think just naturally it's going to be a bit tense in there. But then again, similar to what I said about Celtic, the contribution to the subs. Uh you know, he's not the most popular figure at Ibrooks, but I think credit where credit's due. I thought Rabbi Matondo came on and gave a really positive performance. I thought he made a real difference just with Adding width, uh, width to the game, positivity, speed, and uh, you know as much as Livingston eventually opened up, it did feel like when Rangers just regained a bit of composure. I think there was chances and goals for them. Uh, completely different scenarios, but I'm talking about mindset, Roger, because there's like, there's always sort of room if you like. The first part of the show was spent having Celtic fans on saying, "Oh, it's, it's been a bit meh," was the word used, and other people would quite rightly say, six points out of six, focus on the positives." Yeah. Some Rangers fans weren't happy with what they witnessed individually on Saturday, and then other fans would say we won four 0 well, So, just I, I guess this is all personal preference. This stuff. Rewind seven days, and Rangers were in crisis. They had lost at Kilmarnock. I gave Lammers, Dessers, and Seema the howler of the week for their performance at Rugby Park. So, I think if you'd said to Michael Beale last Monday night, 
in the next seven days You'll win in the Champions League You'll get a lead to take to Geneva To take on Servette tomorrow night And then you beat Livingston 4-0 And along the way Those three Lammers, Dessers and Seema Will all score their first goals for the club So will Danilo So will Kieran Dowell To get Andrew's goal of the weekend The, the real accolade everybody wants And Fuentes has had the ball in the net as well And had it not been for the handball Been spotted by VAR He'd get his first goal as well Any complaints I, about that by the way? Because no, I do, no, I do feel a bit uneasy That we're not really arguing about refereeing decisions yet this season No, I, I, I don't think it's a goal is it? I, I actually think VAR get, probably get most things right at the weekend mm. The Dundee penalty that was ultimately missed Over the line? I thought, well, that's not VAR, is I know, it? That, I know, that's, but that's the argument for paying for goal line technology. I thought, to the naked eye, what are you thinking? Oh, it's over the line, it's a goal. Yeah, it looks over the line. I, I, nearly do you know why I, I complete, not, no, in fact, I was going to say I completely disagree. Why is anyone pretending they can tell? I why know, are you, why I know. are you pretending there you can tell? There was that one at the. Remember the World Cup? The World Cup. The yeah. perspective, don't. I mean, I'm not smart enough to explain it. We don't do perspective. But that's not to show. say at the naked eye, it doesn't look over the line. On that one picture But there's no 100% guarantee at 100%, I'm just amazed But anyone, it does look I, I just look straight at those And go I don't know I can't tell <laughs> I don't mm. know why people Are so determined But fair was enough You've courage Of your convictions I was at um, Airdrie For Super Scoreboard On Saturday Lovely the, place the, it was, it was, You know something It was good It was a good game mm. And Airdrie played really well And a good Astro pitch Would you agree I, I was on it Better Because yes, it's new Yeah And it's yep. just down And actually Looks alright doesn't it It does look alright They played alright as well But it was one Callum Fordyce <laughs> You're shaking your head There's no such thing As a good Astro Listen I, I thought if one man Who would appreciate Artificial boosting Of a playing surface It would be you With that barn uh, Well that's not Astro tough I'll have you believe But no I'm, I'm not a fan I, I don't think There's such a thing As a good artificial pitch It's better It's better maybe But anyway, Sorry what we should have. Whatever you were saying Sorry Callum uh, Fordyce Off the bar Down Looked over the line However there was people from both Airdrie and Partick Thistle doing their video analysis to tape it all and at half time I inquired as to had anyone seen footage that would confirm whether the ball was over the line or not and the Airdrie TV people said oh I was a goal and the Partick Thistle Never. TV people said no 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 on the line and back out <laughs> we got away from Rangers pretty quickly there somehow um, onto all sorts let's bring in Justin and see what, what he made of it Justin good evening guys how are you Hi, Justin. good thank good you um, I've been listening to the show and I, I, since Saturday I've been having a debate with uh, most of my close mates and it's pretty much 50-50 split but I'm I'm a wee bit nervous that tomorrow after watching Saturday um, and I'm a wee bit nervous I'm surprised to see for the All-Firm game based on Saturday and Andy will know what I mean by this playing against teams at Livingston that sit back for the majority of the game we got 70, 72 minutes to wake up on Saturday. We looked massively pedestrian after the first 10 minutes. Um, we're not going to get 70 minutes to wake up against teams like Celtic or teams in Europe. That, that we, we can't play like that. <laughs> do, you think it, do you think it was that though, like Justin? Or was it, was it not a decent start then with the big dip and, and, you know, and then the strong finish? For me, genuinely watching the team now, for me... If you take Cantwell out that team like you did at Rugby Park, we're no half the same team. We, we we look pedestrian, we look slow. I don't know what's happened to Raskin in the last couple of weeks, but his stray passes, I heard him talking about Callum McGregor earlier on, maybe not being the same player he was last season, but for the player that Raskin was at the end of last season and the partnership he was having with Cantwell at the end of last season, the player that's turned up this season and what, what, what's happening with him, 
he's he looks as if he's second guessing himself. He's getting caught in the ball, and we genuinely look so pedestrian after we scored. It's as if everything was going sideways, nothing was going forward, unless Cantwell was the spark. It looks as if the rest of the players run about him. We're looking for him to be the spark. And the concern I've got around Cantwell is I think he's starting to turn into, for Scottish football's point of view, or the referee's point of view, other players, the new Morelos, where the players run about him are expecting the spark to come for him, which means you know opposing defenders are going through him, putting pressure on him. He's getting a lot of knocks. He's getting kicked. I think other players are about him need to step up and actually take some of the pressure off him because I don't think it's fair to leave him as the one, you know, inspiration for everybody around about him, which he seems to be. Right, I think we can be, we could actually be of service. I think they should play this show too. New signings, particularly Glasgow's big two, to just let you know the standards. It's a 4 0 win for Rangers. Seven nights ago. But Justin, right. Justin's got a, f- a fair few lists, a fair few on his list of concerns. And, Andy mentioned what Michael Beale had said about the game being played in three different stages. I actually thought David Martindale's post-match quotes were just as interesting. He seemed quite comfortable in the game, even at 1-0 down. Andy mentioned a couple of chances Levy had until Rangers injected a bit of pace into the game, until Matondo and Seema came on. That caused Livingston more problems. And there's Justin, used the word pedestrian Mm. a couple of times. I think Rangers probably were pedestrian until such times as the real electric pace was introduced late on, and it must give the manager a little thought about tomorrow and, night and and how he how he fields the team. Because although they scored, the pace came on in place of Lammers and Dessers, etc. Andy, so does does that mean that there's a, a concern over them that they're not they're not settling quick enough? I still think I like what I've seen from Lammers. I think. You could maybe throw that at Dessers. I don't think he's quite shown what he's capable of yet. Uh, I remember Michael Beale saying again a couple of weeks ago that he's probably the one that's a bit short of fitness compared to the other boys. He missed a part of pre-season. So maybe is he just a, a yard off the pace just now? But I think times at the at the weekend there he was a little bit sloppy. Uh, but I thought, you know, Lammers didn't have the, his greatest game again, but I, I do think he was he was heavily involved. I still think he looked sharp in around the area. I actually think... You know, you're right in saying Rangers injected pace into the game, but I think a big consequence was it is Livy opened up a lot more. So they're the type of games that I don't I don't think you worry about Rangers as much. You look at European games last year, I, do, I think that seems to suit them a bit more. It's when it's two banks of four, two banks of five, break mm-hmm. them down. I think that's where there's still a couple of question marks. If that's you know, areas of the game they're struggling a wee bit at the moment, like Rugby Park last week. Thank you, Justin. It's that time of the ready. Let's play this. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. It's beat the pundit time. Have you played yet this season, Andy nope. Halliday? Nope. Okay, well, Ready. it could be Andy Halliday. For, for neither beat the pundit nor for half. Hey, well, what is that? <laughs> we'll, we'll maybe get into that a bit later on. It could be Roger Hanna or Andy Halliday. It's 01419511025, and the lines close at 7. Andy Halliday and Roger Hanna are here. You can get in touch on 01419511025 or you can tweet us at Clyde SSB if you're just joining us. I've no idea where you've been, uh, but we won't take it to heart. We heard from Brendan Rogers. We looked back on yesterday's game at Pataudry. A real mix of opinions 
uh, in there lots of praise for the likes of Matt O'Reilly someone described Celtic season as a bit meh so far whatever that means uh, so you can agree or disagree just before the news we went on to uh, Rangers four scorers from the, the new players four new players I should say scored at the weekend not everyone appears to be catching the eye in the right fashion though so what did you make of that because tomorrow's Servette so what does the team look like if Michael Beale says that they only improved when the pace came on does that mean the pace starts tomorrow and some of those new attackers don't you tell us 01419511025 let's play this first Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun for the best football news and opinion online thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Oh, and if there are any Motherwell fans out there who want to wax lyrical about Mika Beareth, then we're here for you uh, as well until 8 o'clock. But let's play Beat the Pundit with Barry in Shollins. How's it going, Barry? Thanks very much. How's yourself? Yeah, not bad. Have you ever played before? No, first time. I love that from you, Barry. I absolutely love it because it is your first time, but you've thought, Monday night, hardest night of the week. Why not? Give it a go. Yep, definitely. Let's see how we go on. The bigger they are, the harder they fall. Is that what the saying says, Roger Hanna? Well, listen, if Callum McGregor can be criticised for his early season form, then myself and Andrew are not um, not impenetrable. Andrew's going to stick, isn't it? No, I'm not. delighted with I that. I hope not. I feel like I'm getting in trouble. Uh, heads, it will be Roger. Tails, it will be Andrew. Let's see how we go. And it is the first time this season. It is Andrew against Barry in Shawland. So what we'll do here is give Andy some Greatest Hits radio just so that he can't hear us and we'll turn it up nice and loud. Barry, I know you're playing for the first time but I'm sure you know how this works. 30 seconds, answer as many as you can and pass if you do not know the answer, okay? Yep, on you go. All right then, let's get the clock ready. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. Scotland striker Jacob Brown has just moved to which English Premier League side? What club did Jota join Celtic from? From Who won last year's Challenge Cup in Scotland? It was Inverness. Motherwell's Lennon Miller is the son of which Scottish footballer? Lee. What country will Hibs travel to for the second leg of their European qualifier? Switzerland. Who scored Celtic's opener at Pitodry yesterday? Diogo. Who is top of Scottish League 2? It is Stalin Albion. Okay, let's bring back Andy. Andy, can you hear us? Yep. First time this season? That is, yeah. We we missed you for the last couple of months of last season, and before that, you were one of the kings of beat the pundit. Does it feel like there's a bit of pressure? You rust? Uh, not so much, but what it's telling me is Barry's done really well, and you're not at all. I'm under pressure. First time Let's on the go. cameras as well. Just, spare, spare, don't let that put you off. Though. You ready? Right, Thirty seconds on the clock, and your time starts now. Yep. Scotland striker Jacob Brown has just moved to which English Premier League side? Luton. What club did Jota join Celtic from? Uh, Benfica. Who won last year's Challenge Cup in Scotland? Motherwell's Lennon Miller is the son of which Scottish footballer? Lee Miller. What country will Hibs travel to for the second Switzerland. leg of their Euro qualifier? Who scored Celtic's opener at Pitodry yesterday? Abada. Who's top of Scottish League 2? Peter Head. How many different scorers did Rangers have at the weekend? Four. Kepa has just joined which team on loan? Real Madrid. Name either team in the All Premiership League Cup tie on Saturday. Eh, uh, come on. Okay, what do you think, Barry? Definitely a badder Should have been that Oh no Barry I know I'll tell you what Was that all 10 questions? Uh, no uh, Yes Actually Andy, I think Andy it might have been Andy was on fire It was quick wasn't it? It was very quick uh, Okay let's find out Scotland striker Jacob Brown Has just moved to Luton uh, So I'm afraid for you Barry Andy goes one up You did get Benfica But so did Andy Last year's Challenge Cup Ref. 
Hamilton. Oh, oh so was I. The beat That's right. Hamilton Ackies. Uh, 2 1 to Andy. Lennon Miller is the son of Lee. You played with Lee, didn't you, as well? Yeah. So you know that. Uh, but so did uh, Barry. So Barry was doing actually all right, but you were doing better. So 4 3 2 at that point. Uh, travel to Switzerland. That's where Hibs are going. You both got that. So Andy's still one in front. And then Abada, not Kyogo. Andy goes two in front. Peter Head, not Sterling Albion. They're in League One now. Andy stretches his lead. Rangers had four scorers. Kepa went to Real Madrid, and you were wrong. St Mirren Motherwell on Saturday. I thought it was is the Celtic. Sunday. Sunday. See oh, the distinction. One, uh, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and eight. And eight. The first eight of the season for sure. We don't get many of them. And eight three for Andy Halliday. You met a man in form, Barry. It's there's not much you can do no. about that, is there? No, I phoned up the wrong night. You did indeed. Try again. Tuesdays or Thursdays are usually good, Barry. Take care. <laughs> just gone. Oh, there we Jill. go. Oh, that's terrible, terrible, isn't it? Every week we crack that one. I think he. Uh, I think Andy, like, had the bit between his teeth there. I think because we we outed him there. He's not played in a while, and the you, pressure get to you. Described him as the king. He's now a king with a refurbished crown. So he's only going. To, he's only going to be stronger this season. He's been polished. That's not uh, bad. I like that. Um, when does he move to minus one? That would be the question. Well, yeah, oh, I'm a bit yeah. off. I'm a bit or, off, Roger. Or, that's or League sure. One. Well, listen, listen. Either is possible. We'll see what one happens first. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I think he's got the. I think he's got a mistake in him that you don't have. No, I think no, that's no, the no, difference. No, no, I'm not, no, I thought no, I was no, 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 no. When he's on form, he's on form. I've got, I've got, I've got weaknesses. I've got weaknesses, and everyone knows them. Whereas I don't think you've got any yeah. weaknesses. Like if I, if there was a question, you could you could answer any nickname of any team in the SPFL. You'd get yeah. it, right any of them. He would only get about four of them. Yeah, stadiums. I would yeah. not get squad numbers. I would not get. That's my three. So. And historically, you've got you've got you've got a few years on him. I, I so. do have to say that. Yeah. Even I've got years on him, which is just incredible. I don't know how we <laughs> got to that stage on this show. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five or Twitter at Clyde S S B. I feel like we were just getting into the Rangers Livingston discussion yeah. before the news. So let's stick with that. Rangers fans, what did you make of it? The fan before the break. Uh, was a bit concerned heading into tomorrow, which sounds, you know, it was a 4 0 win. It was convincing on the scoreboard, but he felt that that performance in Europe might not do. Uh, and I wonder what you think of the, the personnel. In fact, let, let's hear a bit from, from Michael Beale, and that'll maybe uh, set the scene. He, he thinks they started well, then became wasteful, and thought they got better when the subs came on. And he wants to focus on the positives after a rough week. I thought we started really well, really good first goal coming from Jack. I thought Todd did great, linking with Cyril and nice for Sam to get his, his first official goal. Sifuentes, who along with Suter, I thought was the pick of the players. They had a fantastic debut after that goal gets called off. We slowed down in our play and we got stuffy and Livingston tried to get to half-time and we allowed him too easily to get to half-time as well. We spoke about that but we didn't improve until the subs were made. If anything, part of our play was uh, really wasteful when we had good moments. So our approach play to the final third and there was a lot of tension in the stadium because we had good moments where we should go and kill the game and we didn't. Listen, a mixed bag. The, the, it's been a, been a rough week behind the scenes okay so in terms of the players going into what is your first home game in the league in a season we're under a little bit of pressure or more than a little bit of pressure and for the new guys this week they probably rode every emotion that's why at the end of the week when I pick the bones out of it I'm going to be positive more than pessimistic in terms of one or two areas okay which is well entitled to do I get that you know you want to focus on the positives but he obviously then has a job to do tomorrow 
So does what we saw at the weekend change anything? Because, like we mentioned before the news, if Sima and Matondo are what he's talking about there, we didn't improve until we made the subs. Does, does that reflect badly on Dessers and Lammers? And does that mean that Matondo and Sima, who had been getting criticised before the weekend, are, not, are in a driving seat to start? Well, I don't Tomorrow? think Matondo's not in the European squad, sorry, is no, he? Sorry, Seaman particular. Yeah, it would be Seaman that would have, they would have to come in. There must be a chance. It would be interesting to see what he does. You would think Goldson would come back in. I think Lion Jack will probably come back in. I think it will be more of a solid look. I would expect a sort of back for a Tavernier, Goldson, Suter and Barisic. I would expect Jack to come in probably with Raskin and Sifuentes. I think Cantwell will start because when he didn't start at Comalic, that's when the problem started. So that only leaves you two places... Andy was talking up Sam Lammers earlier on, but I just wonder, in a wee game in Europe, there's an onus in Servette to come out and play more than they did at Ibrox. All that does is create space, and to exploit space, there's nothing like a bit of speed and pace. So I just wonder if Sima does maybe start the game, and then you need to make a decision, is it going to be Danilo, is it Dessers, is it Lammers, who plays? What do you think, Andy? Because we're so early in the season, we said that before the weekend... Dessers, Lammers, whoever it may be maybe you can't it is early days so you want to keep giving them game time but then ultimately you, you need to pick the best team that just wins this game tomorrow mm. does it involve those two in particular I don't want it to feel like I'm picking on them it's just they were the ones that came off yeah. for the, the players that came on <clears throat> I think it's always difficult but I think when you bring in new players especially Rangers when they brought in nine I think uh, you know a big task at hand is you try and give them game time early and then when the season starts to build up to the more serious times you find out who your best 11 is who can you trust more in the big games Rangers don't have that time because they've got a massive fixture uh, tomorrow night in Servette so you can only really go off the performances in the in, uh, in the opening three games and uh, I don't think Dessers will start uh, that's just my early opinion I think he's he's been a little bit off the pace over the, the couple of games I think the, the, the goal he got at Servette last week is probably big for him in terms of uh, a confidence moving forward, but I think my 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 expected lineup would be very very similar to to Rogers. To be honest, um, I think the only question might be: Does he bring Ryan Jack back in, or does he stick with the sort of same midfield three of Raskin, uh, Sifuentes, and and uh, and Campbell, and then sticks with sort of Lammers, mm. uh, Danilo, and then brings in uh, Abdullah Sima? But I wouldn't be surprised to see the eleven that Rogers said. So it's not a game Rangers need to win. That's the one thing you know you, you could have seen that if it had finished 2-2 last week and there was, you know, there's an honest Rangers to go and chase the game and win the game over there there isn't a 0-0 a 1-1 does Rangers I think he'll be a little bit more pragmatic I would fancy Ryan Jack I think as soon as I saw the line up on Saturday and there was no Jack in the squad at all I think that would lead you to believe he's starting tomorrow Generally what are you thinking about tomorrow? I don't think and listen I think one thing you can you can sort of tell just by reading Servet is I think they're home uh, form is a lot different to their away form I think their, their home record domestically is very good uh, got a positive, positive result sorry at Genk uh, but I don't think they showed a lot at Ibrox. I thought first half Rangers were, were really good I thought they blew them out the water very very early uh, and I think Sam Lammers was a yard away from, from the from the tie being essentially over to be honest because I, I think if it goes 3-0 up to that point Servette don't really show much and then uh, a penalty sort of comes out of nowhere it wasn't really appealed for anywhere I don't think anyone watched the game sort of picked it up VAR picks it up and it was a correct call a penalty was given it was scored and all of a sudden it was tie on uh, but for me if Rangers turn up uh, which is obviously a big question going mm. into the game I think they'll have too much for, for Servette well, yeah. let's bring in Josh and get his thoughts what are you thinking Josh? How you doing Gordon Andy and Roger um, Hi Josh 
good years from you. Um, so, I, look, I mean, one thing I wanted to kind of get across was that I feel that a wee bit of the hysteria, uh, hysteria if you can call it that, uh, a wee bit of the anxiety maybe around how how some of the players are performing so far, which, which I disagree with quite a bit. I probably agree with Andy uh, a wee bit. Jessel's has not looked brilliant. I don't think Seba's looked brilliant either. Um, however, I do think a lot of the anxiety comes around the fact that you know, you're know you not immediately seeing a team there that looks as if it's going to go and rob this league title. Um, and whereas Celtic, um, they already have an established team, you know, albeit a new manager, a new style, um, that they look a wee bit less shaky than Rangers at the moment. I think that will come good. I have been impressed with a, a good few players. Um, I have been impressed with Danilo. I think his movement's good. Um, it, it, I think he will come very good. He'll be an asset. I think Lammers has been brilliant. Um, I think he's going to be really, really effective. Um, Cantwell has been outstanding uh, in the time that he's played. I think he's going to be huge this season. Uh, and, and just one more uh, for, for your big mate, Andy, uh, big Soapy. I think he is, has, if he can stay fit, he could be the best centre back in Scotland. Has he been Rangers' best player so far this season? Maybe all things considered. Yeah, for me he has, uh, and I, I think it even goes into pre-season uh, as well. I watched the uh, I watched the Newcastle game. Uh, I watched another couple of pre-season games, and I think for the the, the early domestic form in the Savoy game last week, I think he's been the standout in basically all of them. Uh, and he does have that feeling. We're talking about nine new signings in the door. You know, uh, Soapy almost feels like that new signing. He never had a lot of. Uh, he never had a great amount of run of games last year due to obviously unfortunate injuries. But having spoke speaking to him in the summer, you know, he did rectify and say that you know it's the best he's felt for a long, long time going into the season. Which I don't think you know technical, mental has ever been a a question in uh, in John's ability. It's just that you know a, a lot of unfortunate injuries that sort of hampered his development, and and it was all about a case for him trying to stay fit in his body and in mind to go and get a run of games. And I think so far this season he's been excellent. Candidate for player of the year. <laughs> very very early for that but I think right now he's been a standout Rangers performance that's for he sure. tipped him for player of the year last year oh, did you? and then he missed the first eight months year, year after um, I think, listen Josh used the words anxiety and hysteria the anxiety and the hysteria come from the result at Rugby Park it's as simple as that if Rangers had huffed and puffed not played particularly well but 1-2-1 one, one, there wouldn't be the anxiety there wouldn't be the hysteria there wouldn't be the scrutiny of the new signings I don't think Sam Lammers has been brilliant I thought he was rotten at Kilmarnock and yeah, he missed Josh, a sitter he missed a sitter so against Servette that Andy touched upon that it would have been 3-0 and it would have been game over um, I thought he was improved at the weekend but I'm not even sure he's nailed on to start tomorrow Josh Rogers thinks you're overboard in your criticism uh, your, your compliments sorry I that's probably unfair to say, Roger. I mean, German, we were terrible against Kilmarnock. Um, yeah. And I think Lammers has looked good. Um, I think one of the issues with, with Lammers is that, he's, that, that when he's looked best, it's been kind of playing in behind the front two or, or, or in behind the striker. And we know that I think that's probably where Cantwell's most effective. Yeah. So he's trying to find the position, the best position for Lammers going forward. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm certainly less... I, I, I take what you're saying about... Kilmarnock game, um, but I'm certainly less worried about Lammers than, than Dan I am about, for example, uh, Dessers, who has looked a wee bit leggy. I think he'll come good, um, but I think we all just, you know, cool heads need to prevail here, uh, and, and, and for this team to be given a wee bit of time, um, because, well, there was a time when um, 
you know, 15 years ago when Man City came in and, and, and they bought Hunters a new players and they didn't look quite like they were going to be the team they are now. Uh, obviously, that was a long time ago now. But, um, but, but what, what I'm trying to get at is putting basically a whole new team together is going to take time. It's easier for, for players to come into an already established unit. Um, whereas, I mean, we're, I mean, we're playing with basically a full new front six. If you want to put it that way. So Rangers are going to become the next Man City. Is that where, is that where you're going with this? You, you heard it here first. <laughs> Listen, we get some big statements on this show. I could, that could be the biggest of the lot. Oh, Andrew doesn't even want to take that one on. No, 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 no. You just nip that in the bud. <laughs> well, we certainly not get Haaland in the team, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, thank you very much to Josh, though. Good to hear from you. 01419511025. Good time to call. We'll get you on next if we can. Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Hear it. Watch it. Search the YouTube stream now. Taking your calls on Scottish football. 0141-951-1025. This is Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Roger Hanna and Andy Halliday are here. It's 0141-951-1025 to call in and please do. Uh, we've got a full-time teaser for you now, I must admit. This is one of those really like sort of long-winded questions because it was obviously the crazy pony that sent it in. But I, I do think once we get once we get going... I think we'll be fine. Just bear with me, right? Okay. I think you have to make it hard for you to blame yourselves for your Anorak football knowledge. So, since August 2021, to the up until the end of last season, there are 11 players who've scored in the Scottish Premiership and they've previously scored for a former European champion in their career. Doesn't include Celtic, right? Because that would be too many. So since August 21, until the end of last season, there are 11 players that have scored a goal, a competitive goal, for a former European champion in their career. But it doesn't include Celtic. Right, I think I think I get it, I. Yeah? What bit do you need me to clear up? So, for example, Real Madrid... If they've, put, if they've scored for Real Madrid yeah and it, right okay right oh, I, I mean loads of other teams obviously yeah right if they've scored in the oh no I get you right 11 tough it's tough I must say now just for cl- clarification Man City have just won the European is Man City one of the answers it's actually not because it's not right because no. they weren't yeah. by, by that stage right I'm with you Calvin Bassey no oh no <laughs> Don't know. So he's he's played in Scotland or scored in Scotland? Scored. Oh right, okay, right. I don't think he scored. Fair enough. There you are. That'll be apologies. Crazy pony. I'll give you some, maybe some. I don't know. Help if you like. Oh no 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 chance. We need help. We don't we don't quite need it yet. So run run me through. Just throw some random European champions at me. Ajax, AC Milan. No, none of them. So keep going. Nottingham Forest. Right, so is there anyone up here? So all pre-Champions yeah. League, European right, champions. Right, okay. So is there anyone, Roger, is there anyone that scored in the Scottish Premiership in the last couple of seasons that scored for Nottingham Forest? Joe Worrell? No. Scott McKenna? No. You're getting close. Mm-hmm. Lyle Taylor? Teammates of yours? Oh. No, 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 no. Current teammates? Eh, uh, <laughs> uh, Granty. 
George Grant yeah. Yes Well done right. That's like the hardest one The rest should be easier than that Anyone else In your team that played for Nottingham Forest um, Oh this is great I love it in the spotlight in you Andrew You might have forgotten but I think I have forgotten because I can't think of someone that's Yeah, played. obviously. But, you know, like the European champions, you've got like Liverpool, Man United, is there, uh, they're examples. Is there anyone that's scored oh, uh, here? That's, that's just played for them or scored for them? Scored, but oh. they're not... Why, who are you going to say? Gary McKay-Stevens, he was at Liverpool, was No. That? Played for Liverpool at Hearts? There's a couple of Hearts ones in there, you know, not just that one. Oh, current Hearts players and current teammates of Andy's? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm loving this. this is played for Liverpool? No, no, not the current one. All oh, right, okay. Eh... Uh, Man, who was there last season? Uh, nah, uh, Charlie Adam. Y- yes, so he scored for Liverpool and has scored for Dundee recently. Okay, yep. see where we're going with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's tough. It's tough. I like it. I think once, once we get going, yeah, we'll... I think so. Yeah, and hopefully the listeners will, will manage to keep up with that as well because it, I appreciate it's probably quite a lot oh. to take in. Go, no, 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 no. And if you want to send a question in, by the way, it does not need to be as hard as that. But full time at Clyde One dot com. We need simple ones for the rest of the week. Just these two, Anorex. So uh, there we go. Tough one. You can see it on screen on the live stream as well. If you want to take part in this. That's a cracker of a question, by the way. It's good, isn't it? As a, as an example, by the way, just the reason that we take we've taken it up to the end of last season, just as a working example, Danilo, Dowell, and Lammers would all have counted because mm-hmm. Lammers has scored for PSV, Danilo scored for Ajax and Feyenoord, and Dowell scored for Nottingham Forest. Did um, did Jota ever score for Benfica? Yes, did Jota. Well done. Okay, good. We're getting good up and running. Right, what's the next? Topic for looking back on the weekend. Let's do an Edinburgh section, shall we? Andy Halliday, what's happening at the the Jam Tarts? I'm sure you're not playing as much as you would you would like. What, what's that like personally, and what's the overall picture at the moment? Was that is that a disappointing yesterday? Just you know, Hearts with the high standards losing, yeah, uh, dropping points at home. For myself, obviously, it's uh, it's frustrating at the moment. It's a bit difficult, but um, I think. It's always the case when new signings come in the door, they're going to get opportunities, which I think is only natural. Uh, I only need to look at sort of last season when the first three, four games of last season, I never really played much and ended up the season with 38 appearances. So certainly nothing I'm, I'm worried about at the moment. Uh, of course, I want to be playing football with everyone else. Uh, and I'll just need to bide my time and hope for an opportunity. And then when that opportunity comes, make sure you grasp it in terms of the in terms of the team. Um, certainly disappointed with the result. I think we were disappointed of the, of the performance within that. Uh, I think give a lot of credit to Kilmarnock I think they came tried to frustrate hits on the counter-attack play for set pieces and, and uh, I thought they'd done that really well I think they posed as threats at times as well but I think the difference I'm seeing in us so far uh, is I think defensively we look a lot more solid than uh, than last season and I think that's that's always a foundation for a team to go and be successful within the season I think everyone knows that a big Achilles heel for us last year was uh, was set pieces I wouldn't be surprised if come the end of the season Kilmarnock are one of the best set-piece teams in the league because they're full of big boys they put every wide free kick in long throw-ins, corners and I thought throughout the game we dealt with it really well but uh, I think in possession is somewhere that we'll, we'll certainly feel we can improve in Having the played weeks. against them are Kilmarnock a dark horse for the top six? The mad dark horse uh, I think that coincides with the fact that St Mon finished top six last year so it's hard to really put them in that sort of top six category but uh, I say it all the time I think recruitment's the most important thing for a for a manager we all know Derek McInnes is capable of getting results uh, but I look at the recruitment they've had throughout the, the summer Matty Kennedy Marley Watkins Robbie Dees Kyle McGuinness I think all players are, are proven at this level uh, Scottish based know the league 
uh, and I wouldn't be surprised he'd be them right up there this year. Uh, Roger, on the other hand, it's always been said that you don't quite know what you're going to get from Hibs. Yeah. Um, when Lee Johnson appears to need a result, he pulls one out, and it was a brilliant performance last week, and they've put themselves in the driving seat. He blamed, I think, probably a fair word, the, the sort of tiredness and the, the effect of Thursday on that loss at Motherwell yesterday. Is, is, that, is that justified? Is that fair? Um, he used the word weak when describing his players yesterday. They didn't have a shot on target until Adam Lafondre's penalty in about the sixth or seventh minute of stoppage time. That's not good enough. Um, they have blown very cold and slightly warm this season. The defeat in Andorra was unacceptable. They just about managed to get their fans to forget that by scoring six at Easter Road. But they then lose at home to St Mirren in the opening day. They do beat Lucerne. Good finish. To give themselves a chance of a battle of Britain against John McGinn's Aston Villa. And then they go to Fir Park and they're back to the way we've seen them. They are bottom of the league with St Johnson. They haven't got a single point. This is a huge week for Lee Johnson because you could just about get away with no points from the first two games if you get past Lucerne and if you avoid a banana skin against Wraith Rovers in the Via Play Cup at Easter Road on Sunday. Huge week for Hibs. Right, that was just the the warm-up. Let's talk about Mika Birith, Motherwell's, <laughs> Motherwell's new striker, okay? Because he's on loan from Arsenal. He's a young player. He came on for his debut set up the first, scored the second, ragdolled various Hibs defenders. You know, the sort of, the, the kind of physicality is maybe not something you associate with a young player, if that, you know what I mean? Coming, yeah. That's maybe the bit that they sometimes have to add. And he looked lively. He certainly looked lively. Those. I mean, if, you, if you're going to make an impact on your debut, and Stuart Kettlewell, to be fair, gave him a bit of time, 55 minutes or so, he sent him on for Theo Bear, gave him an opportunity and a bit of time, and, and the lad excelled. Um, if you're signing a young player from Arsenal, you sort of tend to expect that he can do that, but, you know, the lad still needs to do it. Teed up one for Conor Wilkinson, took his own goal really, really well, I thought. Um, the Motherwell fans have taken to him straight away. He could be a really big signing. You know, the worry for Motherwell, don't need to tell you, Gordon, was how they were going to replace the goals of Kevin Van Veen. 20, whatever it was, last season. So a lot of goals to make up. And it's unfair to say to somebody, you go and get them all. But I think Beareth and Wilkinson and Bear and Obika may be able to share the goals this season. And if Beareth can keep that level up, what a signing he's going to be. Yeah, I think coming from Arsenal alone, you see some of the young players there sitting out on loan, I think already probably excited the Motherwell fans, but like I said, you look at him for his age, he's almost like an old-fashioned striker, someone that's big, powerful, strong, and uh, I think you can look at the two goals, and you'll, maybe not so much the second, but certainly the first, he creates out of nothing, mm-hmm. it's, it's almost a ball that's getting chased down the corner, he's a, he's in a foot race with Lewis Stevenson, he sort of barges by him, manages to get his way in the box, lovely pick out, and then the second goal as well is a, a ball in behind, it looks as if he's maybe... Paul Hannon's 60-40, 70-30 favourite to win the ball, but again, uses his upper body strength to sort of nudge him at the road. And then again, shows great composure, shows good feet to get on his left foot, realises that the two def- uh, Hibs defenders do well to get back in uh, goal side, chops it again and finds a lovely finish. So, yeah, I've got to echo what, what Roger says. I think a big worry, you know, you spoke about it when Tony Watt left, who's going to take the mantle? Kevin Van Veen certainly did uh, take it on even more by scoring even more goals. And now that he's left... You might have just found your man, Gordon. Mm, well, I hope so. We will see. We will see. Um, right, let's 
revisit that teaser quickly. You got any more? Oh, can me? I just say one before I get Ken for it? Benjamin Woodburn. Do you know what? It's not even the most obvious one for you, but you're right. Ben Woodburn. Oh, I've got a few now. No, so we'll leave it. We'll, we'll build up towards the end of the show. Full time at Clyde1.com. Uh, before we what about you St Mirren fans be nice to hear from you six points out of six at the start of a top flight season not done that in a long time how good has it been how good has it been Roger Hannah you answer whilst they get their calls in how excited should they be well they should be excited um, a far better via play cup campaign after losing at Montrose on day one uh, the bounce back got victories they take on your boys on Saturday which will be an excellent game I think, I think David Friel's going along for Super Scoreboard um, three at Easter Road two at home to Dundee might have been more at home to Dundee at the weekend um, and that's without Mark O'Hara who's going to miss out for, for four weeks or so with a little injury um, the squad depth is there you're worried for them but we spoke about Van Veen and Motherwell you're worried about St Mirren without Curtis Main who was a key man for them last season but in has come Mandron you know Namani the Israeli players come in Olosanya's come back from Arbroath and they're beginning to look as if they can carry the same threat that they did last season you ask Andy about Kilmarnock St Mirren and Motherwell who have just touched upon I think they're candidates for that last top six place I really do yeah and I suppose at the other end as well everyone's tip does seem to be St Johnson is there a is there a worry there? How worried should Saints fans be? Um, I think they will be worried, but I think you've got to feel for Stephen McLean. It doesn't seem as if he's got a lot to work with. You see a, you know, a, a number of signings at every sort of football club. Motherwell were quite slow in the transfer market, but managed to bring a couple in over the last uh, fortnight or so. But Ross and Johnson seem very slow in the uh, in the transfer market. Don't seem as if they've got a whole lot of a squad depth there. Uh, I think they've had three, four young players on the on the bench over the, the, the past couple of weekends. So be very interesting to see if Stephen McLean's got a, a sort of pot to bring one or two in because I think in certain areas of the pitch are a bit light. That said, though, he's gone, he's gone critical of his players, which is always interesting. Saying that the young players yeah. came on, and ah, well, I might need to start them now if yeah. that's the way the senior players are going to play. It's very early in the season to play that card, to play the throwing the players under the bus card. Um, Andy said they've been slow getting players in. Stephen McLean said a few times he had opportunities to get players in, and they're not the players they wanted. Um, I think you take Celtic and Rangers out of the equation I don't think there's a manager in the Premiership Who got the players they wanted Premiership managers in Scotland yeah. Have to get the players that they can get mm. It's as simple as that You know, you're not going to just have your pick of anyone you desire There's only a couple of weeks left now of this window I think St Johnson are five or six players short Of where they need to be So Stephen McLean, I can understand he's a new manager he would want to pick and choose the best players he can get. Sometimes you just need to get the players you can get. Mm, OK, keep your calls coming in. It's a good time to call, actually. If you get in touch now, there's a good chance you'll be on next. So 01419511025. Uh, your teaser is quite tough, but I think once you hear the answers, you'll start understanding. Uh, that's certainly what it took for Roger and Andy. So since August 2021, until the end of last season, 11 players have scored in the Scottish Premiership and have also scored at some point in their career for a former European champion. As an example, Charlie Adam scored for Dundee, has scored for Liverpool. Jota scored for Celtic, has scored for Benfica. Ben Woodburn, getting trickier, scored for Hearts, has scored for Liverpool. And George Grant of Hearts, scored for Hearts and scored for Nottingham Forest. Hey, Rankin. No. Ooh. 
Right, Shea Ojo has to have. No. You're kidding. Oh. Not in that time frame, or whatever, he's not on the list. There's a there's one that is, for you, terrible that you've not got it. I think you've played with this guy at more than one club. Barry Mackay. Barry Mackay, yeah. Nottingham Forest, of course. Forest as well, yeah. Barry Mackay. We're, we're not even done on Andy's former teammates, by the way, but keep going. Roger, <laughs> give me another guess. The last two years then, so that would, the way you're talking, could be a Rangers player for the last couple of years. The last one I've got is Malik Tillman. Yes, uh, there Mar- we go, yeah. Malik Tillman. Okay, we'll get the rest of the answers and more of your calls next. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One, Super Scoreboard. Really tough full-time teaser for the guys tonight, but they make their own bed quite frankly because they they like their football trivia these two so thanks to the crazy pony for sending in we need more questions we need your questions and they don't need to be as tough as this full time at Clyde1.com to send them in since August 2021 what are you panicking about? you got one? is that what you're happy about? no I'm not sure I think well, let, me, let me finish the question let's see since August 21 to the end of last season 11 players have scored in the Scottish Premiership and have scored for a former European champion at some point in their career. Now, that doesn't include Celtic in the European champion bit because there would be loads, I'm sure. But as an example, Charlie Adam scored for Dundee, has scored for Liverpool. Jota scored for Benfica, has scored for Celtic in the Premiership. Ben Woodburn, Barry Mackay, George Grant, Malik Tillman scored for Rangers, (laughs) has scored for Bayern Munich. So you've got... Six, you've got five to get. I'd love this to be right. I'm not sure I'd love it to be right because if it's right, Andrew's going to have to go home now. He's having a mare, isn't he? He's Robert Snodgrass. Robert Snodgrass. Oh. Aston Villa. <laughs> just saying Aston Villa as well. It's just basically all your mates on this list. I cannot believe it. Did Duke ever score for Benfica? No. That was my next one. No. <clears throat> the one I can't. Dylan Levitt. Man no. United? No. no. Okay. Okay, let's leave it there. We'll see how we get on towards the end of the show. We'll bring in William on the phone side, William. Hello, good evening guys, how are you doing? Hi William Good, good, what, what have you made of your team so far William? Well it's just, uh, just talking about the Brendan and I, I'd, like, I'd like to give Aberdeen a wee bit of credit first because of the way they played You know, I think I think the boy Morris played well against Taylor and obviously Duke played well on the other side and I, like, I like the boy in the middle of the park, Pavlova uh, Pavlova, right? <laughs> <laughs> You're not the first to have said that William, don't worry <laughs> Uh, the big boy in the back looks quite solid you know the, the big uh, Ruby guy he looks Ruby's it he, he, he doesn't half look solid I'm not sure I've seen anyone look more solid up here I think Callum Slattery's record is under threat this season I yeah, think Ruby's it yesterday though did he? no he did in the first day and might have done yesterday I thought he might have yesterday actually yes. I thought he got away with him I think he could be the favourite for the most yellow cards this season yeah. no Aberdeen did oh, do no 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 Cammy Devlin will win that I think so <laughs> two, two for two already that. is he? yeah uh, no you're right William Aberdeen did do well there's no doubt but here obviously a lot of it comes through a Celtic lens what did you make of your own team? I think uh, uh, we're talking about two systems here that were very successful you know the first time under Brendan Rodgers was very successful and obviously under Andrew was very successful so obviously I, I think the Celtic after playing that system for two years I think we probably could revert back to it if we needed to and the players could revert, to, revert back to it very easily but if Brendan wants to play a mere passing mere uh, possession game that will probably suit Celtic more in Europe and what Andy was talking about earlier about Callum McGregor being isolated I would like to see another one in there helping him whether it's home or whether it's O'Reilly coming in a 
a mere uh, deeper position. I think I think he, he will change it for Europe. You know, I think it's probably more tactically, he's, he's more tactically astute than, than I think what Anne's system was because it was just the, the way Anne's played and, and that's the way it was. So I think it'd be easier for the team. And I think it, it get, Angie's system probably gave the players more confidence to play and express themselves, whereas I think uh, under uh, Brendan Rodgers, I think it's more tactical game and it's a more thinking man's game, I think, and, and he'll change it, I think, within within the games, after games. So I, I think it's I think you've seen that with Taylor anyway. I think Taylor uh, loved the way Anne's played, you know, but I, I think he's, he's struggling a wee bit with it. Uh, the information that he's getting uh, off Brendan. So I think it will take time for some players to adjust. Here's the thing, though. I wonder, based on what we've seen, Andy, it's clearly not... Celtic aren't playing in the Ange Postacoglu way. You know more about this than me, but I don't, it doesn't strike me that they're not playing in the Brendan Rodgers no. first-time-around style either, are they? No, I So it's not like they're trying to get back to that, I yeah. don't think. And to be honest, I can't, I can't really finger... I can't put my finger on what exactly is the way that they're going to look moving forward if that makes sense because the only thing I, I, I have spotted is I do think Kyogo does have more of a license to sort of drop in and yeah. you know if somebody if he drops in it's a real onus and tumble or one of the wingers to them running behind and stretch the game that way other than that I don't really see no, much that I can pinpoint it, that's the exact style they're going to they're going to have. Andy just almost recovered well from a very almost an unfortunate slip of the tongue yeah. there. I must admit, I've got, but, um, I'm glad you noticed it anyway. <laughs> I'm moving swiftly on, Roger. Um, <laughs> and you've made me lose my train of thought because the first time, you know, you remember Scott Brown would almost go in between the two centre halves, and it was extremely patient, as William says, that passing. So it doesn't feel, or, or maybe it is, maybe Brendan Rodgers' intention is to get back to that, but it doesn't it doesn't look that way yet, does it? No, it doesn't, and I think it would be foolish to try and do it straight away anyway. Um, we've used the phrase a couple of times about Celtic, it, it wasn't broken, so it doesn't really need fixed. And I but don't then it's think... not the same as Ange Postacoglu's system either. No, it's not, but I think, you know, I don't think Brendan was going to come in and immediately change everything. I think Celtic style, it will be about evolution rather than revolution, yeah. if you like. Um, he has had to make some changes. Jota has left, Starfield has left, he's had injury worries about Hitati, Johnson's been out of the team, Carter Vickers came off at half-time yesterday. So it's not all been plain sailing. He's got eight or nine new signings, or whatever it is, to, to in- integrate, you know, if you include Iwata, who, you know, made, made a permanent deal, I think it's up to eight now. Um, they need to be integrated into the squad as well. As I thought, well, Narovsky was the fifth, was he not? I think he was, if you count the water. Ah, right, okay. And the Lagerby, I'm oh, sorry, I was including Lagerby mm. Elker coming in as well. Um, there will be more to come, believe me. Um, yeah. So I think it was all about, he's long enough in the tooth, Brendan Rodgers, that he knows he can't just come in and immediately tear everything up that all the players know. It will be about evolving the system. You see the fullbacks are different, as Andy was saying. That's taking time for Taylor and Ralston to get used to. Might well take time for Alistair Johnson to get used to when he comes into the side. Callum McGregor, to use Andy's quote, maybe on an island because other guys are, are pushing forward. You didn't see that under Brendan Rodgers first time round. So things are e- evolving slightly, including Kyogo's role. Well, you've made some good points and it's a shame I'm probably out of time to delve into them a bit more. I think we could have had a 20-minute discussion out of that. Maybe give us a call back at another time if you can. Thank you very much to William. Much appreciated. And you can get in touch on the same number tomorrow when we return. Big night for Rangers in Europe, of course. Right, let's finish off this teaser. 
since August 21 up until the start of this season uh, there have been 11 players that have scored in the Scottish Premiership and have also scored a competitive goal for a former European champion sounds like a lot but let's go through the answers Charlie Adam scored for Dundee and Liverpool Jota Benfica and Celtic Ben Woodburn that's what it's getting harder Hearts Liverpool Barry Mackay Nottingham Forest you've got to bear in mind some of the teams that have won the European Cup Malik Tillman Rangers and Bayern Robert Snodgrass Hearts and Aston Villa Got anything else for me? What about your man? Sean Goss Did he score for Manchester no, United? No, 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 no. Mm. I'm, on the, I'm on the back foot There are a couple like of high profile semi-recent ex-Rangers players that you've not got They weren't Rangers players for very long and that may, that's maybe part of the the story around these two. They came with big reputations, maybe didn't deliver even more recently. Weren't here for long. Mm, last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Like pretty recently. Marset, no. Think Seville. Oh, Aaron, Aaron Ramsey. Aaron Ramsey, okay. Yeah, Who came around the same time as him from a big club? Diallo. Oh, Diallo. Diallo, okay, we're getting there. Right, this man's been everywhere. Nottingham, Australia. Is he in India? Jason Cummings. Jason Cummings score for Nottingham Forest. One, two, three, four, five, six, One to seven, go. eight, nine, ten. Hardest of the lot. Oh, still playing. Is the former European champion that he's scored for is Hamburg? Yeah. Eighty-three. Take your word for it. David Bates. David Bates. Great show. There's we bit, got there. There's about eight wow. X team minutes there. Yeah, that wasn't, wasn't vintage Halliday, but a good win on the Pundit. Thank you for all your calls and tweets. Thank you, of course, to Andy Halliday, or Andrew, as he was called tonight, and Roger Hanna. We are back tomorrow, and it is a big night in Europe for Rangers. We look forward to that. We'll welcome Gordon DL and Mark Wilson back to the studio, and plenty more time for your calls as well. So thanks for staying in touch tonight. We stay right there. Plenty more to come on Clyde One this evening, and we are back at six tomorrow.